Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, if you've got your Bibles, why don't you open with me to Psalm, everybody say Psalm, chapter 1. My son Jack has been learning his memory verses each week and came up to me the other day and said, oh, Dad, can you test me on my memory verse? And I was like, yep, absolutely. And um, <laughs> I said, well, what, what, what verse are you learning? And he goes, we're learning Plasm 23. <laughs> and I was like, that's it, bud. You just keep learning those plasms. I'll serve you your whole life. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so. They are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Why don't you grab your Bible? Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word today. God, we're grateful to be in church in your house. Lord, to be counted in the congregation of the righteous, the family of God. So, Father, we thank you for time here in your presence today. We come under your word, Lord. We believe today that in faith we can choose to believe for nourishment from your word. Lord, we thank you that it's when we look to your word and we receive it as like spiritual food. God, it gives us what we need. It helps us to move forward. It helps us to grow. It helps us to be whatever you need us to be in our world. So, God, we thank you for your word today. We pray for our church. Lord, we pray for colonial kids. We thank you that they as well are being built up and nourished in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. 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 We're beginning a brand new series this week. If you want to write the title down, the title is Yield. Yield. I love this time of year. I've finally adjusted to my Northern Hemisphere switch up. It's taken many years, almost a decade, but I used to say to Jill a few years ago, I just don't get summer. Everyone loves summer. Summer's this big deal here. You know, it's this massive deal. Summer's a big deal. And, but for me, July, I'm freezing normally because everything's different in the Southern Hemisphere. I'm usually playing rugby on a Saturday morning in the freezing cold and I'm going to school. But here, it's the opposite. We're going to the beach and we're not going to school. <laughs> it's exciting. But I've, become, I've come to love this, year, this time of year. We're coming into spring, March, April and May. We're stepping into a new natural season. And one of the reasons I love it is because my grass changes. <laughs> and I love it. The weekend warrior in me begins to just come out and flourish. 
start to just get excited about the smell of two-stroke. <laughs> get excited about going to 7-Eleven to fill up my jerry can. I love this time of year. It's wonderful. The color comes in. The temperatures go up a little bit. The grass comes in and before you know it, it's going to be the middle of summer and I'm going to be out there twice a week sweating it out, wishing I wasn't there. (laughs) The researchers at the University of Queensland discovered in the early 2000s that there's a chemical that's released by a, a freshly cut lawn. And as a result, people feel happy and relaxed. In fact, they believe that it could prevent mental decline in old age. And now those scientists have developed a perfume which smells like a freshly cut lawn, which apparently relieves stress and helps boost memory. But I do love the season because there's something about our lives as believers that when seasons change, God does something new in our lives. And whilst naturally we see the grass change, things begin to to develop and come in in a different way, temperatures go up, the seasons change naturally. That's exactly what God does with our lives. Change comes in. Things begin to sprout. New life begins to come in. This is what God wants to do with your life and with my life. It's a season change. We're called to live seasonally as believers. And it's supposed to be a feature of our life that we grow and we bring forth new life as we grow. That we yield things, that we bring forth new life into the world. That's our purpose for God. We have a lifetime of usefulness to God. A lifetime to produce something for God. That's why it says in our psalm, Psalm 1 and verse 3, it says, He's like a tree planted by streams of water, listen to it, that yields its fruit, listen to it, in its season. That's your life. That's your season. And its leaf does not wither. Your life has a season. Your life is a season that's made up of multiple seasons. We don't live by a worldly timeline. We don't live by a worldly timeline, but as believers, we're on a pilgrimage called life that encompasses seasons of life. And we live according to those seasons that the Lord commands over our lives. So what does this word yield mean? You know, when I was reading about three or six months ago in my Bible, I was beginning to see this word show up over and over again in my time reading God's word. You ever notice that sometimes when you read your Bible, it's like the same thing shows up again and again and again. And it happened to me. I read Psalm 1 and verse 1, which I often do the very first day of a month. I was reading through it. And I was like, man, there's that word yield. And then I went back to the start of my Bibles, Genesis 1. There's that word yield. And it happened over and over and over again. It's the way God speaks to us through His Word. He illuminates. He highlights things. He, 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 he shows you things. And it's just like you can't stop coming back to it. So this word yield, I just wanted to give us a couple of definitions real quick. There's two ways to come at this word yield. One way is to look at it this way, is to produce something or to provide something. A natural, agricultural or industrial product, for example, a land could yield grapes. A farmer would consider farmland based on its yield or what it could produce. What can the ground bring forth? 
in terms of a good crop. And that agricultural use is now transferred into the way that we look at investing and money and money management. For example, when you go to buy a blue chip stock, one of the main things you'll look at or you'll consider, you'll think about or you'll ask is what kind of yield does it have? What kind of dividend does it pay? What kind of return could it give me? So that's one way to look at this word yield is producing, returning. But the other way to look at it is yield means to give way or to give up, to give yield to something, to yield towards something. A common one is to yield to oncoming traffic. You can yield to demands, to pressure. There's a sense of giving up my preference to maybe that of someone else. But yield in the Bible is often used when discussing obedience to God, yielding to His process, yielding to His plan, yielding to His sovereignty. Who's grateful this morning? We live under the sovereignty of God, not the sovereignty of the enemy. And we yield to the plan of God. You ever been in a tough situation? Maybe you've lost someone. Maybe you've, you've experienced loss or you've been with someone who's experiencing devastating loss and you can't make sense of it. And where do you get to? Usually get to a place of yielding to the sovereignty of God and coming under His plan. You yield to it. Let me show you a couple of verses of how yield is worked that way. In the Old Testament, 2 Chronicles chapter 30, verse 7, this is when Hezekiah is king and he's getting the people into a better rhythm. He's getting the Passover reinstated. This is verse 7. He says, Do not be like your fathers and your brothers who were faithless to the Lord God of their fathers so that he made them a desolation as you see. Do not now be stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourselves to the Lord and come to his sanctuary, which he has consecrated forever and serve the Lord your God that his fierce anger may turn away from you. And then Jesus, before finally giving up his life, said it this way, and Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit, gave up his spirit. So there's going to be some key words, some phrases in this series. I'll give them to you. Yield, obviously. Growth. Produce. Bring forth. Phrases that we could use. To provide. Seeing a harvest. Fruitful increase. Provision. And here's one that's, I think, a very applicable one is patience. When it comes to yield, sometimes we have to patiently wait on the yield. We have to wait for God to do what He said he would do, what he promised he would do, but sometimes we have to wait. So here's a big question we're going to ask in this series over the next few weeks. What does it look like to live a life that is yielded to the Lord and then produces a life yielding or returning or bearing fruit for God? Point number one this morning, come on, write it down. I am called to yield. You are set apart to be a person who is used by God. Have you ever thought about this? Maybe when you look up in the night sky and you see all the stars there, which I did just the other day, I looked at them and I just thought, isn't it amazing that you put, God, you put all of them there, that you put all of this in place, that all of this exists and screams your praises. And that somehow in all of that, you have decided to use me as well. Have you ever thought about that? 
that God would use you to fulfill part of his plan. Why would this be? Why would God do that? Why would the God who created all of that do that with me? Well, you have to go back to the beginning. Mankind was made by God, but for God. And since the fall, we've existed in a fallen state until God called out Abraham. Called him out. And then through Jesus and the finished work of the cross and the power of the resurrection, he has now called you out as well. You are set apart. And that means that your chosenness tells a story. And your story has been written into the great story of God. You are set apart to yield for God. I wonder how comfortable you are in your set-apartness, in your chosenness. I remember in the early years of my faith, I just, it felt like I just was different. You know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one? You're in a group of people and it's just like, ah, I just behaviors maybe, speech maybe, things going on maybe. you just like, I just don't, I feel different. Here's the point. You are different. That's the point. It's your chosenness. It's your set apartness. We're chosen. We're called. We're set apart. We're set aside. Let me show you a few verses to show it to you. Deuteronomy 14 and verse 2. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. Look at this. And the Lord has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession. Not a possession, not some possession, a treasured possession. I.e. the best possession. God has chosen you. Psalm 4 and verse 3. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. It all exists. All of this exists because God is saying that we are set apart. We should be comfortable in our set apartness. We should be comfortable. Sometimes it should be comfortable and comforting for us that we are not like the world. We should actually, instead of trying to be like the world, we should understand that we are called to the world, but not like the world. That we are set apart to be in the world, but not to become the world. To be in the environment. That's why we need you in your workplace. That's why God needs you in that government building. That's why God needs you in that group where there seems to be a whole lot of heathen. But you're there because you're called, because you're chosen, because you're set apart. Scripture says that you're set apart by God, listen to it, for himself. One reason, because God loves it that you're set apart. God loves it that you're called to yield for him. Let me show you another verse, Romans 1. Verse 1, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, look at it, set apart for the gospel of God. You're set apart for the gospel of God. God has chosen you. You are holy to the Lord. He has chosen you to be an instrument of His blessing to the world. He has called you to yield and be a part of His plan. I pray that would give you hope today. I pray that it would give you inspiration today. I hope that would give some motivation today. When you go to work tomorrow, you can walk into that building, you can walk into that office, go to your cubicle, whatever it looks like, and be like, I'm set apart and I'm called to be here. It's good that I'm here. And when you go there, you don't go alone. You don't go by yourself. 
You know what you should do when you sit down at your desk? Just pull up another chair right next to you and start telling people, Holy Spirit's right here. Holy Spirit, say hi to Bill. Bill, Holy Spirit. Get acquainted. He's chosen you. You're holy to the Lord. He has chosen you to be an instrument of His blessing. You know, this changes the way we live. It means that a simple work meeting is not a simple work meeting. This isn't a a chance encounter that you show up and you're involved in that conversation. A coffee catch up with someone who's struggling, all of a sudden it takes on a whole new meaning because you're set apart. God has sanctified you and He is sanctifying you so that you would understand, man, I could be a part of the answer. God has somehow in all of this decided that He would use me to be part of His plan. So number one, I'm called to yield. That's the big idea with this series. And number two, I'm called to yield fruit. Because you could ask, yield what? Yield fruit. Or another way I could say it is to bear fruit. To bear fruit means to carry fruit or to carry forth fruit. See, God is the one who brings the yield through you. You know, the increase that God wants to bring through your life, the things that He wants to achieve, the plan He has for you, what He wants to bring forth. You know, we could try to will it into existence and that would be one way to try, but it won't work. We need to understand it's God who brings the increase through us. And whatever God assigns to us, it's different for every single person. But the reality is we're called to yield. But to yield fruit, to bring it through it, to allow it to come through. And there's two reasons that God does this. There's probably lots of different reasons. But two reasons this morning is this. We yield fruit to display God. To put God on display. We're meant to be our lives, your life, my life, online, your life. Our lives are meant to be a continual God movie at all times. You are the God movie in your life. And I pray today you would understand that you could say, thank God that movie is rolling. Thank God that movie is going on in your world. Because I dare say there could be some dark places and spaces that that is the only God movie that's going on at that time in your life, in real time. And it's the fruit of our lives that makes that display wonderful. It's what makes it the feature film. Did you know that as you yield and bring forth fruit, you show the world the beauty of who God is? That's the purpose of fruit. That's the purpose of yield. You display God's wonder. You display wonderful You display glory. You display grace. You display all of what we read in Galatians 5 and verse 22. What are they? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of those. This is the display of God. This is the show of your life, the real-time live feed playing out before the world today. You know, my beautiful wife, from time to time, has to tell me, maybe when I get a little heated in a moment, maybe in traffic, maybe not, (laughs) maybe in a restaurant, she has to remind me that I'm a pastor. (laughs) She says, babe, 
you're a pastor in this town. <laughs> it's amazing how quickly the spirit moves in that moment. <laughs> but it's not really my vocation that she's talking about. It's my belief. And it's in whom I believe that makes all the difference. Because it's the display of my life. I'm putting on the display of God in my life. That's why we yield fruit. It's because we're displaying God where we go. And it's the fruit of our lives. Like, for example, wisdom is a great example. But we're meant to show it, to display it, to use it in a way that it shows off God. It shows off so people would look at maybe a wise decision you make and say, man, how did they make that decision? And you could say, man, I felt like God gave me this answer. God gave me this choice. Proverbs 8 and verse 19, look at what it says. My fruit is better than gold. This is wisdom. Even fine gold and my yield is greater than choice silver. See, this is what we do. We, we, we yield fruit for a purpose. We yield fruit in our lives so we can live our lives with a purpose of displaying God, showing off God. Let me ask you a question. Do you wear Jesus well in your world? Because you're meant to, because you were created to, because you were set apart to. We yield fruit, firstly, to display God, and secondly, to be a blessing to others. We yield fruit to bless others. So we're chosen by God to be a yield instrument, a producing instrument, a returning instrument. Fruit is a blessing to the person that encounters the tree. Fruit is meant to be a blessing to the person who comes up to the tree. Remember the story of Jesus cursing the fig tree? As he approaches, he's returning to the city. I think it's in Matthew 21. He's returning to the city. He approaches a fig tree and there's nothing on the fig tree. He curses it. It's considered a miracle of the Jesus and it withers completely. Why did Jesus get so fired up? It's because there was no fruit on the tree. It wasn't useful. And it's a picture of our lives and how we're supposed to live our lives for God. We yield fruit so that the other people can be blessed. So when people encounter your life, what do they encounter? Good fruit. Useful fruit, an answer from heaven, a provision maybe in the form of a check. Maybe it's an encouraging text. Can I just encourage you? Your life has a purpose. You're called to yield as a way to display God, but bless other people. That's how we make an impact. In Jesus' name. That's your life. We yield fruit not to just display God's goodness so that it becomes something in a museum that people just observe, but they get to interact with it. They get to taste it. That's why it says in Psalm 34 and verse 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You are the way that people taste the goodness of God. The people come, up, come upon your life. I love this. They come upon your life and they're met with grace. They're met with forgiveness. They're met with a, a, a sweet spirit. That's how I want to live my life. One of the ways that I've learned this through, again, through my wife is kindness. When I first met Jesus, I wasn't a kind person. I had to learn this particular fruit. I had to learn how to wear it well. But I pray when people would encounter our lives, the people of our church, that they would see a display of the goodness of God, but get a taste for how good God is. Because we're set apart. We're chosen to yield. 
to a world that doesn't know him. But I believe the display of God can be the game changer for someone else. The display of God in your world. The way, listen to me, the way you live your life in the office can change the eternal trajectory for someone else. Think about that for a minute. What is that? It's yield. It's the display of God's goodness. It's, it's, it's the way you walk out your life. I'm not saying we put on a show. I'm not saying that we try to be something we're not. In fact, that's the opposite thing we want to do. We want to be just ourselves because it's the way God works through us that really matters. So we yield fruit to display the goodness of God, but so others can get a taste. We're set apart. We're chosen to yield, but why? To be a blessing to other people. John 15. And this is where we land today. Jesus tells a story. He likens our relationship to him as like a vine and branches. He talks about it like this. He says, I am the true vine and my father, my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Listen to this verse. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Can I just stop there and say, if you feel like there's a pruning going in your life, it's not because God's taking you backwards. It's not because God has put, the, put you in the reverse gear. Can I just encourage you? He's doing something in you so you can bear more fruit, so there can be a greater blessing, so there can be an even better impact. This is how God works. But look at this, verse three. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Why would Jesus say that? So we're in the middle of this amazing opening thing that Jesus is talking about, vines and branches, God being the vine dress. And he says this, he says, already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. There are people today that walk around and they feel like they are disqualified to bear fruit for God because of the things they used to do. But because of Jesus, we are clean by the word of God. We are clean by the salvation we have by believing in Jesus Christ. So therefore... Even more should we bear fruit because of what God has done in our lives. Can I get an amen? Verse 4, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the, the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. I love that word, much fruit much fruit. Not a little bit. Not just a tiny bit. Much fruit. I wonder if you could see your life bearing much fruit. I wonder if you would trust God and give, give God the opportunity to bear fruit. Because this is what I think sometimes do. We just limit ourselves. It's like we, we could extend the fruit, but we just chop off our own branches, chop off our own extension. But what if we were the type of people that believe, man, God could use me. God could use my life. In fact, I know that he, he can because in verse 16, look at what it says. This is Jesus. It says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. That's why 
we can say that I'm chosen, I'm set apart, I'm a display of God's power, but I'm caused to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? I want to pray this morning for people. This is the, this is the, the word on my heart from here. The, 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 the rubber hitting the road for this message. Is there might be people in here that when it comes to displaying the goodness of God, the grace, the glory of God, the, being a signpost and outpost for the gospel, you just don't think you're good enough. You just don't think that you've got what it takes. You don't feel like you can because of your past, because of something you did 20 years ago. You don't think that you're able to because of the journey you've taken even recently. But here's where that breaks down. It's actually got nothing to do with you. But it's got everything to do with Jesus working through you. And if we could open up our lives to allow Jesus to do what only He can do, then we start to bear fruit. Then we start to yield. Then we start to bring, bring a return, bring a harvest for God. So here's my challenge for us today. Why don't we pray in faith and say, God, use me. Bring a yield through me. I give you my life. I open myself up. I'm not gonna hold on to what I did. I'm not gonna hold on to the past that I keep rem reminding myself about, but I choose to set my eyes on you. You're the one who can do the work in me. So with every head bowed, eyes closed, just before we sing, I wanna open this up to anyone. But if you feel like you've never dreamed that God could bear much fruit through you, and you wanna say today, God, use me. You chose me, so use me. You just lift up your hand. Nice and high, saying, just use me, God. I, I, I want to be used by you. I want to bear the fruit that we see in the Scriptures. I want to bear the fruit that you can bring. I want to bear the fruit that changes things in my world. I want to bear the fruit that brings people into church. I want to bear the fruit that helps people understand they're forgiven. I want to bear the fruit that helps people understand there's already been a price that's been paid, and it's called the cross of Jesus. Holy Spirit, you see all the hands that are raised. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would lift off any burdens that people are carrying. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would lift off the shame of the past. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would lift off any desires or striving or working in our own strength, but you, you would help us understand maybe this is a breakthrough moment that it's all because of your power. It's all because of your strength. It's all because of your goodness. It's all because of what Jesus has done that we can bear fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's go. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it? We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.